Recording in progress. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruchem Avoim. We have an amazing topic tonight. This, uh, tonight's share Wednesday night, will be the last share. On, on the next share will be two weeks from now. Next week there is no share next Wednesday night. The uh, Shurim on Sefer Shemais are generously sponsored by the Zakheim family, by Dr. Zakheim, Umeshpachter, Lili Nishmas, Rav Shomel Yezabin, Harav Yaakov Zakheim, Lili Nishmas, Rav David Ben Yaakov Tzviah Koyin, and Rivka Bas Tuvia Halevi, Bgan Eden, Temenu Chassam. They should be Melitza Yisham for their whole family. Ad Biyas Gael Tzedek. Tonight's shir is dedicated by my dear friends, Rav Chaim and Rachi Zimin, in memory of Chaim's mother, whose yard site is Tess Adar, Brian Olea, Bas Avigdor Yaakov Halevi. Rav Chaim Zeman is very uh, dedicated every day to disseminating the shirim. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, Baruch Hashem, he was able to, uh, through his efforts, to disseminate the shirim mamish to meoyz uh, alafim and even more. So we're mivarchim on this occasion. His mother's Hashem Hashem Naliyah, and it should be a meil tzurshiv for his whole family. I'd be asking Tonight's shir is dedicated by my dear friend Rav Kenny Pinsauer. On the occasion of the Shloshim of his mother, Dina Bas David Chai HaKoyen, Vigan Eden Temenu Chasa, Shishuvim Litzri for the whole Pinsauer family, Advias Goel Tzadak. Tonight's share is dedicated by the Ruzhin and Ryabinsky family in honor of their grandson, Shloima Eliezer's birthday, and his continuous ascent in Limar HaTayra, Okay, we have a very interesting topic tonight. This is the third part in our series. The first part we discussed the Azulai family, its origins and its history. Part two, we discussed the great work that the Chida composed on a boat docked at Lavarno, the Shem Hagdoilam. Today we're going to speak about the Chida's travels. The Chida was one of the most uh, unique... Now, before I begin, I have some very good news. First of all, sorry, you know, Purim is coming, so you have your two options, Sefer HaKatan, Magad Harakia, and Lashon HaKodesh. You could get this in better farm stores near you. You could order it on our site, RabbiDG.com. On Artscroll.com, the Concealed and the Revealed. And late breaking news. It was just born this afternoon. You ready? The concealed and the revealed pocket edition. The pocket edition. It's even more concealed. Right. Purim for Purim Katan. So this you read on regular Purim. And this you read on Purim Katan. Also, this fits into Shalach Manas. You know? So you slip it right into your Shalach Manas. And actually, it fits into your Afikoyman bag. Also, you can, any time of the year, it's it's a pocket edition. Look, it fits right into the pocket. Just put it, you give it a little, you know. And it's, uh, what? It's a Shaila with this book for sure, right? Okay, we're d- discussing today the uh, travels of the Chida. The Chida made two historic trips from Hebron to the communities of Europe and North Africa. The Chida went to, on his first voyage, in Shavat Tov Kuf Yud Gimel, 1753 till 1758. Five years away from his family, collecting money for the yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael. 
he writes in a tshuva on Yosef Oymet, Sivan Yotas, that the importance of living in Eretz Yisrael, that living in Eretz Yisrael is equal to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Even when Eretz Yisrael is Bechorbana, according to the Ramban, it's a mitzvah da'iraisa. So you'll ask, and besides that, in Eretz Yisrael, every tefillah goes straight up to Shamayim. Not so in the five towns. Not so in Borough Park. Not so in Williamsburg. Not so in Muncie. Even in Florida, the tefillahs don't go straight up. Only in Eretz Yisrael. So the Chidah says, so how can a person have a chilek in the great mitzvah of Yeshivas Eretz Yisrael and the great mitzvah of Torah Eretz Yisrael? There's only one way to do it. And that is to send your money to Eretz Yisrael. It's very important to support Limur HaTorah in Eretz Yisrael. At a time like this, many people are looking for ways to support Eretz Yisrael. The greatest mitzvah is to support Limur HaTorah in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore the Chida took upon himself as a Chayv Kadosh, a holy obligation. He spent 11 years of his life collecting money for Limur HaTorah in Eretz Yisrael. From 1753 to 1758, and from 1773 to 1779, when ultimately he stayed in Lavarno. Num- it's the highest level of tzedakah. Really? Supporting Limur HaTorah and Eretz Yisrael. Over Possibly. Because you get a Mitzvah Yeshiva Eretz Yisrael, Limur HaTorah and Eretz Yisrael, and also you get more bang for your buck. Because what someone in Kailo needs in America, you could support five guys in Eretz Yisrael. So, okay. But yesh ladam. The There is a Kabbalistic reason for the travels of the Chida. And the legend is that the Chida, together with Reb Shalom Sharabi, uh, and together with Reb Chaim de la Rosa, they made Yichudim, they fasted, and they attempted to sort of push the envelope and bring the kates. But this is considered a very dangerous uh, endeavor. And sure enough, the heavens were not pleased that they were trying to uh, sort of uh, bring the geula before it was uh, deemed ready. And because of that, Shamayim decreed that one of them would have to go into Golos and leave Eretz Yisrael. One of them would have to pass away. One of them would be separated from the other and the Chida accept upon himself the... Uh, fate of Golos. This is a, a legend that is brought, although it is not found in any of the writings of the Chida. What I would like to share with you today is ten highlights from the travels of the Chida recorded in the Sefer Magal Toif. The Chida wrote a diary of his travels. Again, he traveled over 11 years. And it's unclear that the Chida meant to publish this diary. He never published it himself. There is some information in it that is not necessarily complimentary about all the people that the Chida encountered. So some say the Chida never met, meant to publish it, but it is published. So let's say in the set, Kol Kisvei Chida, one of the volumes is Ma'agel Toiv, Ma'agel Toiv, the good circuit. And in this good circuit, in these travels of the Chida, the Chida visited over 150 cities in each one of these uh, travels, it's an, an amazing number, the Chida it was able to learn many languages, French, German, Italian, Spanish, 
Arabic, Portuguese, and he even spoke Yiddish. So he's better than a regular American yeshiva bachar. Okay? In fact, one, when the Chida met the Noida Bihuda, and he was speaking to Noida Bihuda, and his wife said something in Yiddish, and the Noida Bihuda wasn't sure if the Chida got it, the Chida said a line like, Kvar Purash Isha. It's like a line. It's like a play on words, meaning the lady already spoke. I chapped, I got what the lady said in Yiddish. And not only that, recently, uh, an expert in the Chida sent me that we have signatures of the Chida in English. So the Chida was able to write even in English. Okay, so I want to share with you 10 highlights from the travels of the Chida. Some of them are mind-boggling. Most of them are mind-boggling. Some of them, I'll explain to you why they're, they're astounding. Let's begin in something that happened in 1754. Okay, this is uh, from the Chida's travels to Mantua, Verona, and Padua in Italy. First of all, the Chida says he was at a Levaya on, and the Chida recorded everything he did every single day. On the 20th day of Shabbat, 1754, he went to Levaya. Once he was there in Mantua, says the Chida, I was to go to the following two Kfarim. The Ramah Mipano and the Ramaz, Rav Moshe Zakuta. Now, one of the big controversies about, not about the Chidah, but a controversy regarding what the Chidah's opinion was, is that the Chidah lists all the Gedolim that lived before him. There is a specific Gadol that you could look in the Shem HaGedolim, and he and his, his name and his farm are not mentioned. Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzata, the Ramchal. Now, did the Chidah know about the Ramchal? Did they cross paths? Maybe when the Chidah came to Italy, that's when the Ramchal went to Israel. So they may have missed each other. But it's hard to say that the, Ram, that Rabbi Yosef, um, that the Chidah didn't know about the Ramchal. But in Magel Toiv, we find that the Chidah made, met a certain tzaddik in Padua. And the Chidah writes wondrous things about this tzaddik. This tzaddik is one of the members of the secret association of the Ramchal, says the Chida, I met there, Rav Yaakov Chazak, Hashem Yishmareyu, and I met him, Eitzel HaKadosh Lutzato. Now, Lutzato refers to Ramchal. And the Ramchal wasn't there. It means he found him in the Ramchal's house, which may have been made like a shrine. Anyway, the Chida says wondrous things about Rav Yaakov Chazak. The Shamati al Rav and this guy, I heard about this Rav, Shaloi Ra'a Keri Miyamav. That never in his life did he experience becoming impure through nocturnal emission, which is a very high madrego. We say that about Yaakov Avinu. So now, no more information is given about Rabbi Yaakov Chazak. All we know is Rabbi Yaakov Chazak was a member of the association of the Ramchal, Eitzel Lutzato, and about no one else. No other tzaddik the Chida ever met did he say that he heard Shalai Ra Kerimiyamav. Now, who is this Rabbi Yaakov Chazak? What's interesting is, 20 years later, in Tav Kuf Lamed Vav, 1776, 22 years later, the Chida later, Magal Tov, says he came back to Mantua and he also spoke to Rabbi Yaakov Chazak. In one of, now I don't have this on the sheet. But in one of the Chida's private diaries, Rabbi Yaakov Chazak gave insight to the Ramcha, to the Chida 
about the Ramchal because the Ramchal is reputed to have had a Magid. Magid is like an angel that comes to teach you things, to learn with you. So the Ramchal is reputed to have had a Magid. And there was question regarding the Ramchal regarding his position on Shabbatzi. There was a very big controversy. First of all, Bechlal, the whole life of the Ramchal was very controversial. The rabbis in Venice were very antagonistic to the Ramchal. The Ramchal wrote a sefer called the Second Zayar. He wrote a Second Zayar HaKadosh. And he was a very young man. And he wasn't wasn't married. And he trimmed his beard. All of these things did not um, coincide with someone who was reputed to have been the greatest in the generation in Kabbalah. So aside from that, he wrote Masil Sisharim. He also wrote plays which were acting out the coming of Mashiach. And there was a question regarding what was the Ramchal's position on Shabtai Tzvi. And in the Chida's personal diary, the Chida has a very cryptic entry and he writes what he heard from Rabbi Yaakov Chazak, this tzaddik, that, and it's unclear what the chidah meant because not every word was spelled out and some of it was like half sentences, that apparently what the, what the chidah heard from Rabbi Yaakov Chazak is that there were tzaddikim who although did not believe that Shabtai Tzvi was the Mashiach, but he had potential to be and he brought himself out too prematurely, and therefore his potential was thwarted. But at the same time, there was something that they felt could be accessed even, and this was like a very uh, secret conversation <laughs> that the Chida had with Rabbi Yaakov Chazak. So in the Magal Tov, you just see a brief encounter the Chida has with Rabbi Yaakov Chazak, but understand that the Chida had a very deep and secret conversations with Rabbi Yaakov Chazak, specifically about the Ramchal, who the Chida never mentions in all of the Shem Hagadayim. This is the only mention here of Ramesh Ham Lutzato, that Rabbi Yaakov Chazak was part of the association of Lutzato. Okay? That's number one. What I also want to bring to your attention is that in Tav Kuf Lamed Zayin, 1777, 23 years later, the Chida came back to Mantua. And guess where he went? He went to the cemetery. And which kvarim did he go to? He went again to the Ramah Mipano and Ramosha Zakuta. So what do we see from here? That if you go to a kever of a big tzaddik, even if you've been there before, it's still worthwhile to go again. So the Chida, it's interesting. Both times he was in Mantua, he went to the kever of Ramah Mipano and Ramosha Zakuta. And if you would like to go to the kever of Ramah Mipano and Ramosha Zakuta, you still have 72 hours to sign up to our trip that's leaving on Matzai Shabbos. You're in? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, 1754. Now, one interesting thing is the Chida avoided the communities of Altona, Hamburg, Wandsbach. Even though he's collecting money for tzedakah, for yeshivas, you would think you'd hit the big communities. He avoided those communities. He didn't want to go near the communities that were involved in the bitter machloikas between Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yonasana So he avoided those communities. He was in Frankfurt to Maine, and then he took a caravan that leaves once a week from Frankfurt to Maine that goes to Worms, Varmaiza. 
and he went to be Makabel Pnei Harav Bal Pnei Yehoshua. And Oyem Beno, we have a description of what the Chida writes about his encounter with the Pnei Yeshua. He says, Marehu Kemare Malach Ho'eloikim. The Pnei Yeshua looked like an angel of God. And the Chida said, I told the Pnei Yeshua everything about my life and everything that happened to me. And I told him how all the Chachamim and the Rabbanim and Yushalayim are nene from the splendor of his Torah and from his wisdom. And I told the Pnei Yeshua that my Rebbe, my associate, Rabbi Yitzchak Kakoyin Rappaport, the author of Shalom Sutsuah's Bate Kahuna, was so honored that the Kuntras Achron of the Pnei Yeshua, the Pnei Yeshua quotes the uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Kakoyin Rappaport. And the Chidah says, when I was in Germany, I saw um, many people learning from Sefer Pnei Yeshua. And the Pnei Yeshua took care of the Chidah, and he gave him a very honorable accommodation. And then they got into a discussion. And the Pnei Yeshua started to tell the Chida about the Machlekes, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, and Rabbi Yonis and And do you remember the position of the Pnei Yeshua? Pnei Yeshua advocated for Rabbi Yaakov Emden against Rabbi Yonis and Pnei Yeshua held very adamantly that he believed the accusations against and the Chida records in the Magal Toiv that the Pnei Yeshua told him about how all the Rabbonim in Poland and Germany, how they stood up against Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz vehemently, and you could read over here that the Rabbonim felt they were standing up for Judaism and the religion against, I don't even want to say, but you could read it in the Magal Toiv. And the Pnei Yeshua said he has letters from the rabbis of Constantinople who defended Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz, and the Pnei Yeshua said, "I don't agree with them. They don't understand the they don't understand the issues at hand. They don't understand the problem." And the Chida, like he didn't know what to do. Here he's in the Pnei Yeshua's house. He says, "Woe to ear." He says that. My world became dark for me. Look, six lines from the bottom, five lines from the bottom. My world turned dark, of the desecration of the Torah, Hashem, that the Goyim heard, and they published in the newspapers, that the rabbis of Klal Yisrael dispute another great rabbi and accuse him of believing in the coming of Mashiach already. Woe to ears that heard this. This is... Uh, the, the Chida writes, this is a conversation that he had with the Pnei Yehoshua, which is a, an astounding thing. Now what's interesting is, in the Shem Hagdoilim, the Chida does quote Rabbi Yannis and Ibishitz. What did he say? As one of the Gedoilim. It's not clear from this writing where the Chida stands on the Machlekes, Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yonasan, when he says it's a Chil Hashem, he doesn't say, is it a Chil Hashem that this situation arose, that there was somebody who had to be accused of this, or is it a Chil Hashem that they accused him falsely, or is it a Chil Hashem is that it's true, he doesn't say. doesn't quite say. It is not clear from the writing of the Chida where he stood on this issue. Well, he, well, he put in Rabbi Yonasan, and he left out the Chayim Moshe Chayim Lazudo. So he put in Rabbi Yonasan, he also put in Rabbi Yaakov Emden. 
Machloikus is basically that that there were certain amulets that were found that made references possibly to uh, to that individual. Okay, so okay, now that's another highlight. The Chida meets with Pnei Yeshua, and the Pnei Yeshua sort of laid it on what he held about the uh, Machloikus. Next. This one, if anyone's been coming to the Shurim over the years, you've heard this on Tishabav. First of all, Chida was in Worms, 1754. And he says, Worms, I hear, is a very early community. In the times of the Bayashani already, they had a Sanhedrin in Worms. There was a Nara Hamurasa who committed adultery, and they killed her. They killed her in Worms. And the Roikeach, what's the Roikeach's name? Rabbi Lazar Migarmaiza. And there's the base Knesset there with the room, and we have a Kabbalah that that's the base Medrash of Rashi. Now, I want to tell you, I have a tradition. Rashi was born in France, and he ran away because of crusades to worms. I have a tradition that I come from Rashi. Uh, I do. Now, 80% of Ashkenazim also come from Rashi. Four out of every five Ashkenazim come from Rashi. Because in the uh, 10th century, in the 11th century, there were 10,000 Ashkenazim, and Rashi had five daughters, so st- statistically, almost every Ashkenazim. But I happen to have a tradition that I come from Rashi. Now, what happened, I'll tell you, Maisa Shahaya. I was in Rashi's room, and uh, can I give a share? I gave a share in Rashi's room. I, I put down my hat. We left, and the door closed. And there was no one in the whole country. Yeah, and there was no one, could you hear me now? There was no one in the whole country who had the key. So my hat is now in the Zayda's room. Was never able to get it back. Okay, that's yeah, my... Your sound is very low. My sound is low? Now it's better. Okay, not some soydos, you know, I can't reveal um, publicly. Okay, so, what? Hat insurance? Nah, fat. when it's in the family, there's no way to collect, you know? Hat's still there. Took my hat off from me, what? Okay, so... Um, originally, the great what? It was Chaf Test Tamos. It was Rashi's? No, no. What day of the week was it? I don't know. I'm saying it was a close to Shabbos. Yeah. Because um, what did you do on Shabbos? Uh, what did I do on Shabbos? In Shabbos, we were in Mezbiz. I'll tell you, we were in Mezbiz. Yeah, but in Mezbiz, I had to buy a fur. I bought. I bought a fur hat. Yeah. Not a strama, but a Russian fur hat. Yeah. And actually, um, my kids took it out for the snowstorm to wear. But on, okay. Anyway, whatever happens in Mezvish stays in Mezvish. So, the Chidah says originally the name of the region, the Roikach was known as Rebelezer of Garmaiza. So, where did Worms get its name? So, the story goes like this. Well, you know the story? That um, there was a dragon in, the, in Garmaiza a man-eating worm. Every day he would eat one person. And they had a lottery. Who would be, one day it was Ruvain, one day Shema. And, and if you didn't feed him a person, the dragon was, you know, he was, a, he was a monster. And one day it fell out on Yankel. And Yankel went in with his sword and a miracle happened. He was able to vanquish the dragon from within. And because this dragon was called Verem, they renamed the area from Germaiza to... Vermeiza. Now, I published this story 
in one of the books, I think The Darkness and the Dawn. And one of the editors said, where do you get this story from? This sounds like an old German fable. It said, Chas v'shalom. It's in Magal Taiv. They didn't believe me. I pulled out my Magal Taiv. I showed them. They didn't know what to say. And it's now in an art scroll book. Can you imagine? Because it was in the Magal Taiv. So that's now the Magal, the Chida says when he was in Worms, he was told Marame Rotenberg is buried there. Moreover, he was going down the street, and it, on a particular street, there's an indentation, and legend has it, Rashi's mother was walking by, and a horse, was, again, right? and a horse is coming, and uh, Rashi's mother had nowhere to go, and miraculously the wall, you know, indented, indented and says uh, the he thinks the story is found in Shalshalas HaKabal. Fine, that is highlight number three. Highlight number four. Highlight number four is the Chida's trip to London. When the Chida was in London, they took him to visit a place in Londres called Turi, the Tower of London. The Tower of London is an amazing place. Says the Chida, in the Tower of London, I saw a lion. I saw a 100-year-old eagle. I saw an Indian cat, big like a dog, was a crossbreed from like a tiger. I saw there a room full of ammunition with guns laid out in a very orderly, beautiful way. There I saw the busts of all the kings of England riding on horses. It looked so lifelike. If you didn't know any better, you would think they were alive. I saw armor. I saw weapons. I saw shields. I saw helmets. And then says Zechida, in an inner chamber, I was taken, Heru lanu keser malchus avne nezer misnaitsetses meleim ziv umafikim naga. I saw the crown of the king, splendorous, luminous, shining. It was magnificent, with a goblet of, out of gold that they used to anoint the king, and many other kalim and Skulas Malachim, and other treasures, says the Chida, I saw all of these things, Doyeg, I was worried, look at the power of the Gentiles, and look at what a low position we're in, however, Vesameach, but I rejoiced, this is one of my favorite lines in all the writings of Chida, why? Says the Chida, I rejoiced, because if this is the glory of the sinners, of those who violate the will of Hashem, how much grandeur is in store for Klal Yisrael who does the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Days are coming when we will be zoichet to see Mashiach Apeinu Ruach Apeinu Mashiach Hashem Meir Umazir that all the glory or the, all the grandeur of the kings of England is a mashal to the great grandeur that's in store for the Jewish people. So here the Chida is in the Tower of London and he is inspired, anticipating how great Klal Yisrael will be when Mashiach comes. That's a very beautiful perspective. Number five. The Chida comes to Tunis. You know where Tunis is? North Africa. Tunis was Ir Ve'im Yisrael, was one of the major Jewish communities. Now, recently... There was all kinds of uh, 
Chabalim over there. And they've, they desecrated. We have a tradition that many Goinim are buried in Tunis. Goinim. I'm saying, when I say Goinim, I mean from the era of the Goinim. And the Chida says that the God al Hadar was Rav Avram Tayyib. And before him, in Tunis, they just learned Gemara and Rashi. And comes Rav Avram Tayyib and other great Chachamim, and they wondrously were Marbitz Torah, Be'ion, Toisvis, the Marshal, the Marsha, they loved the Marshal. They loved learning Be'ion so much. The story goes, one Arab Yom Kippur, they were so involved in a Marshal that they didn't realize it was already time for the Sudasam Avsekis and they hadn't bought a morsel of food for before the fast. That's how involved they were in learning. A story goes, says Zechida, that from the Rabbonim in Tunis, Rav Tzemach Tzarfasi was a choyla for many months until Eliyahu Novi himself came and cured him. And they raised a new generation of great Chachamim. Says the Chida, there are more than 300 Gedoylim Nifla'im in Tunis. Could you imagine? However, I saw 14-year-old boys in Tunis they could hold their own with the best of them. But, all they do is they learn Shas and the Marsha, like the Rabbani Ashkenaz, and they only know the Rambam a little bit. They're not Bikiyim in Poiskim, and in Shalsuchuvas. And I had to reprimand them, that me, says Echida, they think I have a great memory, even though I don't have a great memory. And even the Gevirim in Tunis, their only desire, their very machshev Torah, chal cheshkam lezakos lebanim temichachamim. All they want is to be zaychet to children temichachamim, and they give a lot of money to tzedakah. By the way, a few pages later, Chida also says that he had to reprimand them that they don't learn uh, the Beis Yosef and the Paiskim; they just learn Shas and the Marsha. Yeah. yeah. Tunis actually is the capital. Is what? The capital of, of Tunisia. Okay. Did all of these places that he did, did, did they know of him? No, a lot of the places he had to go with like a tzetel. Like, you know, people come collecting in a shul. Now, it was a little bit more respectable. It was a very official document signed by many, many of the Chachamim in. But, you know, it's not like he had, they scanned him or anything. It's not like he had a... F- and he, his reputation had not... Had you not know, it's a, it's a, yes and no. I, I'm the Chida, you know. Okay. Prove it. So actually, the, he says something very uh, beautiful here. Throughout all of his journeys, whenever they would honor him, he would always say he feels very good because it's not him who's being honored. Eretz Yisrael is being honored. He felt he was a representative, an ambassador of Eretz Yisrael. And when he was insulted and disparaged, he felt that Eretz Yisrael was being hurt. So he writes that in Tunis, that when he was there, he was able to show his prowess in learning. He says, even though I recognize my own fault and my lowliness in Ion and in every Chachma, I'm I'm really empty of wisdom, Wisdom, but I would beseech Hashem, who is Merachim on everyone, that Hashem should give me Kavod and Chachma and Roichav Lev 
as a reflection of the covet of Eretz Yisrael. So that's also, like the whole attitude of the Chida was that he was an ambassador of Eretz Yisrael. Whatever honor they show him, he was just, he was uh, representing Eretzenu HaKadosha. Okay, next. Magal Toiv, Zayin Elul, Tafkuf Lamed Hey, 1775. Chida back in Italy. And he talks about different gardens he saw. And one of the gardens, on the fourth line, number eight, Yeshlo Labyrintho. It has labyrinths. Miloshan in Brululio. Vuhugan Hamevucha. A garden maze. Say a garden maze. Which famous sefer talks about a garden maze? Mesilat Yesharim. Mesil Yesharim says that the Pasuk says, Alkein Yoimru HaMoishlim Bayu those who rule over the Yitzhahara, they say the only way to overcome the, the Yitzhahara is to make Cheshben HaNefesh. The Chidah says, isn't it interesting that the only ones who know how to overcome the Yitzhahara, the only ones who could advise us how to overcome the Yitzhahara are those who have already ruled over the Yitzhahara. Says the Chidah, you know what it's like? It's like a garden maze. When you're in the garden maze, you don't know it one way from the other way. You don't know the right way from the wrong way. Someone who's still fighting the Yitzhahara, if you were to ask him, how do you over- overcome the Yitzhahara? He would have no idea. And even if he would have an idea, it's the wrong idea. Because he still hasn't overcome the Yitzhahara, so he's still in the garden maze. But says the Chidah, it's only the guy standing on top of the portico, on top of the maze. He could tell you, go here, make a right, make a left. Because he sees from an aerial view, what the right way is, what the wrong way is. So too, says the Chida, only those who rule over the Yitzhahara could tell you how to overcome the Yitzhahara. And what do the Moishlam say? Bayu Cheshvain! There's only one way to overcome the Yitzhahara. Make a Cheshvain HaNefesh. So the question is, I learn every day. Will that be enough to overcome the Yitzhahara? No chance, pal. Not a chance. I daven with the minion three times a day. I come early. I don't dare to bring my cell phone in the show. Otherwise, you're just asking. You're just you're Yitzhahara's on your team. You're working for the Yitzhahara. You're employed by the Yitzhahara. If you bring the phone into the shul, you are you are the you are the ambassador of the Yitzhahara. Not only that, you're his right hand man. You're working for him. So I don't even bring the phone into the shul, and I learn. Be'ion, three times a day, five times a day, and I go to the mikvah. Do I have a chance to eat Sahara? Pal, you're dead meat. You have no chance against the Sahara. Because the Moishlim Be'yitzram, they say the only way to overcome the Sahara is you have to make Cheshben HaNefesh. So the famous garden maze that the, the Mesil Sisharim refers to says the Chidah, I was in the garden maze. Shekasav b'mesilas yisharim. So that means he knew exactly what the mesilas yisharim was. So even though it's not on his list of books, which is amazing, it's not in Shem Agdalim. Yeah. What type of time frame are we talking about? Put it I think the Ramchal passed away before before the Chida.
Yeah. So you probably found that about him later in his life. Uh, he knew from Rabbi Yaakov Chazak. He knew from Rabbi Yaakov Chazak about the uh, about the Ramchal. Next, we got it. We got to finish. Okay, France, seventeen seventy-seven. The Chida, together with some very prominent French guys named Marcus de Tomi and another guy, Abate Italiano, sounds like an Italian, and they take the Chida to a palace of Versailles. And the uh, Chida is describing on their way to the palace of Versailles a very um, uh, famous woman received them and serve them to drink chocolate, hot chocolate. Okay, so the chida had a hot chocolate. Actually, I don't know if it was hot. It could have been cold. A chocolate drink. Okay. Okay. And the chida describes some of the chambers of Versailles Palace. There was a elegant chamber with pillars covered with gold on both sides, lamps. There was a gallery on the ceiling. Anyone who's ever in Versailles, you look at the ceiling. It's painted. They had guys up there lying horizontally for two decades, the guy was lying, you know. And people would just fall to the ground and the next guy would go up and continue painting. Anyway, and they saw officers and they saw ministers. And then the Chida said, I saw the brother of King Louis. I saw King Louis's brother. And then he stood next to me for five minutes. And then King Louis himself came out and I made a brach on him. And he was wearing a red garment with armor. And right after the king passed, one of the king's uh, henchmen came over to my comrade the uh, Chidarites, and he asked, who's the ambassador next to you? Who is this regal individual? What country is he the ambassador of? King Louis looked at the Chidah. He had never seen such royalty. King Louis asked the Chidah's attendant, what country is this man the ambassador of? He said he's not an ambassador. He's here from Egypt. He came just out of curiosity. And they presented the Chidah, Fenana, a mug. You know, wherever you go, you need to get a, um, a, a, souvenir. a souvenir. So the Chida maybe got a King Louis mug. Now, I want to tell you something amazing. A year later, Chida still in France, and the Chida is talking about how they showed him great respect and great honor, and he met a guy, Rabbi David Nakit, and, and Rabbi Avram Vidal, and they said... You know, you're such a great man, Mr. Rabbi Chida, because we asked you to pray for the queen. And you should know, she's already four months pregnant. Look how your tefillahs were effective. So I looked this up uh, right before the shir. I looked, who was the queen of France in 1778? Sure enough, King Louis' wife, Marie... Marie What? Antoinette. Antoinette. Mm-hmm. She couldn't have a kid for eight Free years. Antoinette. She couldn't have a kid for eight years. Until now we see the secret. The Chidah Davin for her. And she was able to have many children. 
Okay, there you go. Next. Number uh, number eight. The Chida was in Amsterdam in the year 1778. And says the Chida in Amsterdam, they were all depressed. They were very depressed in Amsterdam because they were in financial shambles. Kulam Bitsar. You know why? Kikomasa'am the Axunis. All their money was in shares. And all of their capital was in the London stock market. And the London stock market crashed in 1778. Why? Because of the American Revolution. So the, because of the American Revolution, the stock market crashed in London. And in Amsterdam they were depressed because they had invested in the London stock market. See, can you imagine that unbelievable? The Chida's writing about how people were walking around depressed in Amsterdam because they invested in the London stock market, which crashed because of the American Revolution. You know? And oh, says the Chida, Hain, hain, gvuroisav, v'noiroisav, because the next day, may Hashem yotza adover, and I got a padrino. A patron. Patron means he covers you. And he covers your books. By the way, if anybody wants to be a patron <laughs> of upcoming books, and you were worried, you know, the, the, the stocks are not good, and... Is that a yes? Yeah? You're the, uh, the stock market. No, the Chidah says it's the best time. The best time, your financial difficulty, says the Chidah, a miracle happened. Hashem sent him a patron Number. How, how many sent the money back to Israel? He was there for, for years. How did he send the money back? Good question. There was a way. I, I, I don't. I don't. It's not, uh, not going to carry all this money year after year with him while he's traveling. What was the method of transporting? Yeah. Good question. They may have had like. Um, Documentation, like something akin to a check. L- let me let me see if I could get you. Uh, I think I may have seen something on this. Okay, next number nine. Okay, it's now Purim in Amsterdam. Okay, it's the sixteenth day of Adar. The Chida is invited to the ha- the house of the Rav. Who's the Rav in Amsterdam? Rav Shol Amsterdam. Okay, Rav Shol Amsterdam. And the Chida says, "I'm invited to his house." And at his table, there was a wondrous table with a, a, a model, two amos tall. In, and it was a, um, a model of the castle of Achashverosh. And there was a palace. And Esther was laying on the mita. And Achashverosh was there. And Haman Neufel. And then on the outside, Haman was hanging. And then you have soldiers and many beautiful pictures. And the whole model was made out of sugar. It must have cost 20 sikini, which was a work of great uh, artisanship. And they must have, the rich people of the city sent it to the Chida. And the whole table was full of Megadim and Peros and Gvina, and it said on everything, Kasha Le Pesach, 
and they had vinegared cucumbers, everything made out of sugar. Okay. And then the Lamdanim came in, and the Rav would say Devei Taira, and me, I also said Devei Taira. And they had orchestral musicians, lyres and harps, and then people came in and they started saying Purim Taira. They said, people can and the Chida quotes the Purim Torah. Now, you want to hear Go'inistik, a Purim Torah from 200 years ago? You never heard such great Purim Torah. Today, if a Rav would get up and say this in a shul, you'd think, wow, what great Torah. Back in there, this is the Purim Torah. Okay? They asked the question, how, it says, So we know the story, a, guy, a father asked the kid, go up, climb up the ladder, and bring the Shiluch HaKain. And the kid fell down. But what happened to the promise? So the guy said on Purim, it says, You have to be on the ground. As soon as you're not on the ground anymore, all bets are off. So that was the, that was the first Chiddush. The next Chiddush. The Gemara in Chulan asks, How do you know you follow Raiv? What do you mean, how do we know follow Raiv? It says they hung the ten sons of Haman. How do we know that they were his sons? It must be we follow Raiv. Why can't we prove Raiv? from the fact that it says they hung the ten sons of Haman. What, you did a DNA test on these kids? How could you hang them knowing for sure they're the sons of Haman? Ah, the answer is it says, Yasu eitz gavoya And it says the teva of Noyach was 50 amas. Just like the teva of Noyach only brought in the righteous animals, so too the gallows of Haman only hung the Rishayim. Okay? Next. Now, the next one, I don't know, I'm getting a little... To me, I don't know if this is Purim Torah, this is Gishmak HaTorah. Chazal say, Al Ho'etz Asher Heichen Lai, on the tree, Haman was hanged, Haman was hanged, a picture is hung, we review this every year, a chefza is hung, and a person is hanged. The Shaila is, what about Haman's sons? Since they were dead already, are they like a chefza, and therefore they're hung like a picture, or are they like a gavra and they're hanged? Okay, sarachian. But the shayla is like this: Chazal say al Haman was hanged on the tree he prepared for himself, because ultimately this tree he thought he was preparing it for Mordechai, but he was really preparing it for himself. Yeah, but if you would ask Haman. At the time you're preparing it, it can't be you're preparing it for, for himself. So the Lamdan said like this. The Gemara in Be'ah says that for Shabbos, since Shabbos is chashuv, you need hachana. But a, a weekday suda, the loy chashiva, loy boy hachana. Now, if Haman was making the gallows for Mordechai, Haman didn't think Mordechai was chashuv. In fact, vayivez be'inav. Mordechai was disgraceful in Haman's eyes. So how could he say va? Um, he couldn't have been preparing for Mordechai because he didn't think Mordechai was chashuv. Oh, but he thought he, he was chashuv. Therefore, Chazal know he was preparing it for himself because Mordechai was not chashuv. He thought he was chashuv. Says the Chida, this is, and obviously the Chida thought it was pretty clever, otherwise he wouldn't have recorded it for posterity. Okay, very interesting. It was the 16th of Adar, Tezayin. Yeah, they're way past the Purim. But watch this. In Amsterdam, the 23rd of Adar, the Chida says, Matzah Shabbos Kodesh. I went out to the streets of Amsterdam and they were reveling with masks and shtuyois 
Why? Because Purim of a week ago. Says the Chida, they acted as if the city belonged to them. And you know who did it? Not us, Svardim. It's all Ashkenazim. Amsterdam has more than 3,000 Ashkenazim. These Ashkenazim think they own the city. Just because they don't have to be in a ghetto like in other European communities. He says, Dover Pelehu, that they're taking too much for themselves. As if they rule the city. What? Next. 1778. This is one of my favorite things in all the writing of the Chida. I met Rav Dovin Moldula. He told me when the Prichadosh came to Amsterdam, the old rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Abuav, was very old, and the community of Amsterdam offered the Prichadosh to be the Rav of the city. By the way, they also offered the Chida to be the Rav of the city, and the Chida turned them down. The Prichadosh was the Rebbe of the Chida's either father or grandfather. And they offered the Prichadosh, they said, you'll be the rabbi, and as soon as the old rabbi dies, you'll take his title also. He said, listen, I don't take gifts, the Prichadosh said. Don't give me presents, Purim, Pesach, Hanukkah. I don't take gifts. So therefore, you're going to be paying a big salary. Don't say we'll give you a small salary and we'll shtup you. No, I'm not being shtupped. There's no bribes over here. You pay me a big salary. So they said, okay, we'll double the last salary. The Prichadosh says, no, that's not good enough. I want a thousand tukatni. That's an, a real salary. They thought about it, and they said, we'll give you a thousand tukanim, whatever you want. He said, let me think about it. And the other thing he says, that the deal is, anything which is halachic, I have the final call. They said, fine. A few days later, Prichadosh came back. They said, I can't take the job. They said, why can't you take the job? Because next week I'm going to go to this guy on the board and I'm going to say, you have two Gentile women in your house and you're not doing good stuff. Remove them from your house. I'm going to go to another guy and I'm going to say, you're not really keeping Shabbos. I'm going to go to another guy and I'm going to say, you know, I don't like the way you're acting in the Beis HaKnesses and you're going to gather up against me and you're going to force me out of town. And then what's going to be with me? So I appreciate the offer. Thanks, but no thanks. I cannot take your job. And the board turned to the Prichadosh and they said, you're right. You cannot be our Rav because we just want a figurehead. But ultimately, we don't want someone to tell us what to do. <laughs> Says the Chida, I have a lot of pleasure from what the Prichadosh told them. The Ashrav, Prichadosh is very fortunate. He did not take the prestigious job which would have given him empty kavod. If he would have to see the sins and not be able to say anything. And not be able to give them open rebuke. Says the Chida about the Prichadosh. May his merit protect all of us. So Prichadosh ended up going to Yushalayim and he's buried at the foot of Har Hazesim. But the Chidah says, uh, fortunate is the Prichadosh that he didn't take this job where he would be, his hands would be tied.
Who? He lived there, but he didn't take the job of uh, the rub of the community. Anyway, these are ten pretty interesting uh, highlights of the travels of the Chida. Next week, uh, no share, but you could follow some of our uh, exciting adventures. And we'll see everybody back in two weeks. Call to the world. Amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Are you having a share Friday? Yes. Yes. Call to Good night, good night. Okay. Okay. I can't. I can't do the safe on Shabbos. I gotta. What? I can't. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> when else am I supposed to do it if I don't do it on Shabbos?